0: Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I wanna give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles on this podcast I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this in wishing you wellness we talk inner child healing mindset shifts radical self-love the art of intentional living and so much more think of me as your mental wellness bestie if you're ready to step into your power and change your life just hit play Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another week of wishing you wellness. It is so good to see your face. I am super, super excited, you guys, because this week we have not two, but three guests that will be on the show. I'm not positive that I'm going to post all three interviews, but they're all three taking place this week, which is the best thing ever to me because I love filling my week with what I love, which is creating podcasts for you guys to tune into and enjoy. Um, The listener of the week this week is actually going to be random because I didn't have time to pick it. Let's see here. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Who has not been listener of the week? All right, the listener of the week is Maddie. Maddie, you just sent me the sweet message. I haven't seen you since high school. And so thank you, thank you for listening to the podcast. Your support means the world to me and to my team. So thank you so much. The song of the day, because I've been doing song of the day lately, is Hallucinogenics by Lana Del Rey. And I think his name is... I'm going to butcher this. It's like Matthew Mason or it's yeah, I think it's Matthew Mason, but just look up hallucinogenics and Lana and you'll find it. Super chill, trippy vibe. Best way to start your day. And with that said, I don't have any announcements for anything yet. Um, There's going to be some retreat announcements and an email coming up, but for today, that's all we got. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Rachel Katz to the virtual recording studio with me today. Hello, Rachel. It's so good to see you. It's so good to be here. I'm so
1: happy and excited.
0: Yeah, you guys. So Rachel is a wellness and embodiment coach who recently led this dope ass retreat called Balance down in Austin, Texas. It was like a it was like a total wellness retreat. I saw they were dancing and doing yoga and like having sisterhood bonding experiences. And I thought it was so fucking cool. I was like, I have to get her on the show and see what she's been up to and like, see what this balanced life she's living is all about. And so Rachel, I would love for you to just Share a little bit with my listeners about what you love, where you're living right now,
1: and what truly sets your soul on fire. Oh, I love that. Um, so I'm living in Austin, Texas. I just moved here about a year ago, so November of last year. So it's almost been a year. Um, I still feel like I just moved here. So it's like really crazy to say that time went by so fast. Um, and what am I loving right now? Honestly, just my business like I feel like my business is a part of me at this point point. Um, and lately I've been focusing a lot on just growing and building a team rather than doing everything myself because I got to the point where I just felt really overwhelmed and felt like all I was doing was working which is like the opposite of why you start a business in the first place, right? Correct. <laughs> so um, I feel like I've just been so passionate about building a team and growing. And it's been like really fun to transition into that. Um, And what, sorry, what was the third question? Ooh, what something is- that sets your soul on fire. Something that sets my soul on fire is honestly just helping people heal. Like that really sets my soul on fire. Um and I love that you mentioned my retreat because it reminded me of like how how much um, more effective it is to connect with people in person rather than online. And that's something I really, really miss like the past two and a half years. Um, I used to do um retreats like not full day retreats but they were like two three hour long events um before the pandemic i would do one like once a month with one of my really close friends and i just really really miss doing that so i feel like what's lighting me up right now is just healing with women in person and bringing people together in that way so
0: i love that so much and honestly like ever since the day i found you on instagram like you just radiate the sense that you're doing really heart-centered work like none of the stuff that you post feels like marketing or like scammy like everything feels so heart-centered and you can tell that you're truly just trying to serve others
1: Thank you. That honestly means so much to me. Um, And it's funny, because I started my blog and my Instagram like years ago. So I started everything when I was in 12th grade. So my last year of high school, and I did not think that it was going to be a business at all. I thought nothing of it. Like I was just posting for fun and just to help people truly. And I think Um, I was posting on my blog for like two and a half years before I ever got paid for anything. Cause I, I just like, and looking back, I'm like, oh, I probably should have gotten paid a little bit for what I was doing or monetized in some way. But it just honestly has always been my passion and my love. And, um, it's just really cool that now it's my business. Now it's your whole livelihood girl. Now it's your whole world. Yes. (laughs)
0: I love that for you. I love that for you. So something that you and I had connected over was the fact that you and I have this thing in common. You have experienced obsessive compulsive disorder in the past. I actively suffer from a form of OCD. And so I would love to dive into a little bit about OCD and the stigma and what it's like and everything like that, because I feel like out of all of the mental health conditions, OCD is one of the like quieter ones on social media. You don't hear quite as much about it as you do maybe depression or PTSD or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I first realized that I struggled with OCD my first year of college. Um, And now looking back, I think I struggled with it way before, like even when I had an eating disorder in high school, it definitely was a form of OCD. I didn't have like typical anorexia or bulimia. It was just like this obsession with everything having to be perfect. Um, And I think it's really frustrating because I'm sure, you know, OCD can be so, so, so debilitating and it's like such a, in a way, it's like such a weird thing to deal with and to struggle with. Um, and it's really frustrating how, I guess, like the media portrays OCD and how it's just thrown around as like somebody who wants everything to clean (laughs) a
0: clean freak yeah literally it's like she's so ocd because she's
1: mopping a floor that drives me crazy i know because it's that's literally not even what it is that's like one subtype of what ocd is but um ocd is so much deeper and more complex than that
0: um yes it's so many things thank you for sharing your story um a little bit about mine, I feel like I've always had forms of OCD, just like intrusive thoughts, like getting stuck on a thought, and I was recently diagnosed with the subtype somatization. Yeah, yeah, you're like semanticizing. And so basically, I will fixate on a feeling, like the feeling of swelling in my neck, and then I won't be able to stop thinking about that. Well, next thing you know, I'm in the ER because I think my throat is closed, and it's not. Or I'll focus on the sensation of my tongue and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to choke on my tongue. Or I'll just like focus on something for so long and I can't seem to like get my attention away from it. And so I feel like OCD is just the inability to get your mind off of a thought. Your Mm -hmm. mind just like spins and spins around that thought. Whereas most people like a weird thought comes into their head and they're like, oh, that was a weird thought. Oh, well. Mm -hmm. Like if you have OCD, you're like, wait, that was a weird thought. Why did I have that thought? How can Mm -hmm. I prevent that thought? Oh God, it's back again.
1: Yep. And um, I've, now that you even mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I've experienced that too. I think I've experienced almost not every form of OCD, not every like category, but I've like throughout my life, I've experienced so many different, I guess, um, I guess you would call it like a subtype or obsession where I just get stuck on one thing and it feels like it's the end of the world and it's like so hard to break away from. Mm -hmm. And over time I've noticed it's just this fear of like, I feel like it comes from a fear of like being at peace and everything being okay. So I feel like when my life is okay and great and everything is fine, I'm like, wait, like I need to focus on something going wrong. So I'll just pick something to obsess over. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's definitely, I think just learning how to be okay with being okay. So we're talking about the upper limit problem. And I love that. Have you read the big leap? I haven't. I know a lot of like, um, I guess, things that have come from that book concepts, but I haven't read it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that upper limit thing. As soon as you start doing
0: too good and feeling too well, you're not at homeostasis. So you want to self sabotage and bring yourself down to the comfortable level, because we'd rather be comfortable than happy, which is so crazy
1: it is so crazy it really is
0: (laughs) so another form of ocd that i learned about i think it was two years ago or so is relationship ocd Mm -hmm. and i had no idea that was a thing and wow 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 does it make sense of my first few relationships i read that relationship ocd is all about getting caught in these questions about your partner and yourself is my partner still attracted to me am i still attracted to him what if there's somebody better for me out there what if We fight too much. What if we don't fight enough? Like these, these little questions that you just surround your relationship with. And it's like this cycle. And so you have those thoughts and then it causes you to reach out to your partner and be like, Hey, will you validate me? And then Mm -hmm. the cycle continues. And so it can be really, really tough and turbulent on your relationships. And I definitely struggled with that form of OCD for a while. I had a boyfriend who I was completely happy with, but I was not about to let myself be happy. And so I found every little thing wrong. And I said, maybe this isn't my soulmate. Maybe there's someone better, maybe there's someone better. And that's what I did. And that's what we do when we have relationship OCD. And so I think it's so interesting that that's a form that not many people at all know even exists.
1: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because that's like one of the most recent things that I struggled with like a couple of months ago, like really, really hard. And I didn't even know that I um, that that was a thing either until I found a video on TikTok and I was like, okay, this makes sense why I have like anxiety 24 seven about my relationship And it's the same thing. It's like everything in my relationship is so perfect. Um, And like, I mean, obviously no relationship is perfect, but like everything is so good. And that, I guess freaks me out because like my past relationship was so, so, so bad. And so the opposite. So I'm constantly just trying to find things that are wrong um, and constantly just questioning every little thing that my partner does. Um, And then the second I realized that it was OCD, I was like, okay, I need to I need to manage this and now thankfully it's been a lot better um but yeah i can definitely relate to that too yeah and i feel
0: like there's a stigma against putting labels on ourselves like ocd or this or that but i don't think that stigma should exist because once you have a diagnosis once you know what's going on in your mind you know how to get better you know what steps to take what actions need to happen but if you never get a diagnosis and just think oh I'm a crazy girl who likes to, you know, change her mind about her boyfriend twice a week. Like, (laughs) no, like something is wrong and just needs addressed. Yep, I completely agree. That's why I'm a big advocate for mental health in general, because so many physical symptoms, physical illnesses, like physical things come from mental health that is undiagnosed and completely unrecognized and not being treated. I got super, super sick when I was living out in Death Valley, came home, and I am – Substantially better. And the only difference really is I've had a little bit of help with my allergy meds, but like mostly it's like getting my mental health back together. And so as soon as I feel good mentally, my body feels good. And so I'm ready for the day that the entire world sees mental health and physical health
1: just on that even playing field because like that day is what we need. For sure. And I'm even so passionate about the body aspect of things, because I think we ignore that a lot when it comes to mental health, like that mind-body connection. Um, You know, like obviously working on your mindset and saying affirmations and things like that is super helpful and just tending to your mental health. Um, But so much of your mental health is your physical health and it's all connected. It's so important. Mm -hmm. So if you take care of yourself physically,
0: you'll reap the benefits mentally. If you take care of yourself mentally, you'll reap the benefits physically. Exactly. And if you take care of yourself spiritually, you'll just be fucking great. Like,
1: (laughs) so true. That's
0: really everything. (laughs) Okay. So how have you found you best manage OCD thoughts when they start to pop up for you? What is the way that
1: you now work through them? Honestly, getting into my body. um, I feel like yoga has really, really changed my life when it comes to that. Just like getting out of my head and into my body is everything. So whether it's yoga, um, going for a walk, just like taking time to be with myself away from social media away from other people just away from anything that's like distracting me from actually going within and taking care of my my physical body I feel like once I tend to my body whether it's like movement like I mentioned or even just like nutrition I feel like nutrition plays such a big role um, which is why I studied nutrition in the first place. Cause I was dealing with all of these like mental health issues and I wanted to heal from it naturally. So I started to learn about nutrition and the way that that impacts our um, mind and our mental health and that gut brain connection. Um, so I feel like honestly, just taking care of my mind and my body and my spirit.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that. I feel like for me, When the OCD thoughts start popping up, the first thing I do is like put myself into the position of the observer. I'm like, okay, step back, like see the thought, kind of accept your powerlessness to it for a second and be like, okay, this, this is a thought it's not going to kill me. And then just observing it and watching it float by instead of like grabbing it and clinging to it and like letting myself go down that rabbit hole, I'll like acknowledge it. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to drop it. We're going to drop it now. I've been training my brain to do that thing where like you say three, two, one, and you get up and do whatever it is you're going to do. Like every morning in the shower when it's time to switch to cold water, I'm like three, Mm -hmm. two, (laughs) going as slow as I can. Like Mm -hmm. I've been trying to do that with uh, mindset stuff too. Like, okay, you can think this negative thought or this limiting belief for one second, but then drop it. And Mm -hmm. be done with it and follow it with 10 positive affirmations. Because I found that when I was trying to stop the negative thoughts, it was impossible because we're human. And those negative thoughts are going to get in. It's part of the human experience. And we wouldn't want to, you know, take the experience away from ourselves. But yeah, I
1: don't know. Yeah, no, I love that you said that, because I think it's really accepting it. I think that's what it is. Once you accept it, and you're like, okay, these are my thoughts, and that's okay. It doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm crazy, because I think that's when it gets worse, when you start judging yourself for having those thoughts. And feeling that way, it like gets worse and worse. So once you're like, okay, maybe I don't like these thoughts. Maybe they make me feel really bad, but I'm going to accept them anyways. And they're just thoughts and they don't mean anything about me or who I am. um, Like that's when it gets better.
0: Yeah. Radical acceptance. And we already live in a world where people throw around, oh, she's so OCD. He's acting so bipolar. I think I have PTSD from that boy like not liking me like just people <laughs> using mental health terms and throwing them around in the air like confetti like mm-hmm. I it's one of the biggest pet peeves of mine and I know that that probably means that I'm projecting and I'm like triggered by it because I'm mentally ill but I'm like come on it's just <laughs> it's unhelpful for, unhelpful for people who actually need help because I have a friend who has OCD and when she came to me she was like I don't think I have OCD and I was like what makes you think you don't have it? Because like you just described some semantic OCD to me. So I'm curious. She was like, well, I just always hear from everyone I talk to you that OCD is just like keeping your stuff super organized and neat. And I have a messy room and a messy car. So I don't think I have OCD. And I'm like, homegirl, these people don't know nothing. <laughs> OCD is not just cleaning your things and organizing things perfectly. Like I'm not going to lie. There are parts of my OCD that actually look just like that. Like one thing I, that really calms me down when I'm overstimulated is organizing. So I'll go and I'll just start organizing something by color because it feels good. But like, I think the important message here is the scope of OCD is so wide and so broad Mm -hmm. and people need to do a little bit more research on it before like diagnosing someone or before trying to diagnose themselves because it's a lot wider than you'd realize me and you are still discovering parts and facets to it.
1: For sure. Um, and I feel that way with everything else you mentioned, like PTSD. Um, it's so funny cause I was, um, I'm like in a lot of Facebook groups and I was in, I was like scrolling on Facebook last week and someone made this post of like, um, like those of you who have been cheated on in the past or was with a narcissist, like what were some red flags? And like, I was going through the comments and people were like, oh, if he doesn't plan dates, if he doesn't really make an effort. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so frustrating for you know, people like me who have actually been in an abusive narcissistic relationship and who actually has PTSD from that, to see people just like diagnosing every guy now that maybe isn't making an effort or isn't for them or doesn't like them back they're just like oh he's a narcissist or oh he's abusive and i'm like no that's not what that means it's a fucking buzzword and it's driving me crazy it's a buzzword i
0: had somebody who was mad at me call me a narcissist as an insult and i was like you know i will own up to all of the things i've done in my life and i've owned up to the moments where i have been more self-centered than i mean to But I've never abused somebody and done permanent damage to them. And so I wish people would stop using narcissist as like an insult or casually like, yeah, that that guy's just a narcissist. Like, no, a narcissist is a dangerous person who has intentions to hurt others. And they're not even necessarily dangerous long term. They're dangerous until they're ready to start getting better and accepting treatment because Personality disorders, I don't know if it's this way with narcissism, but most personality disorders like BPD, for example, you can recover from, you can literally go into like full remission for your symptoms from borderline personality disorder with like a year and a half of DBT therapy. And so I feel like we've written off people with personality disorders as people who can't be saved when the reality is these are just people who've been traumatized, who need a little bit of extra help and who yeah, have just been through shit. And these are their trauma responses. And sometimes that does cause them to abuse others. But it's all about if someone is willing to change and get help.
1: For sure. I agree. Um, And I'm not an expert on narcissism at all. But I think from like the research that I've done and things that I've seen and read, I feel like that's one of the personality disorders that's like really hard to heal from and get better from and change from and they won't admit it's a problem exactly I think that's really what it is is that they don't think they have a problem so they're not really going to make any effort to change which is Mm -hmm. really unfortunate
0: it really is so I have bipolar and borderline personality disorder and I'm pretty much in remission for BPD. It was more in my life in college when I had really turbulent relationships and friendships and a really bad self image that caused me to like act out and try to get validation. But as soon as I threw myself into DBT therapy and bought this workbook and just started holding myself accountable, changing the way I communicated, changing how I showed up in the world, like I have already seen my symptoms going into remission. I can react to things. I can respond to things instead of react to them. I'll say that, like I can actually pause, think about things and then respond rather than just like emotionally reacting as soon as something happens. Because the girl who called me a narcissist probably should have said her BPD was out of check in college because that shit's true. My BPD was way out of check in college. But I think a lot of people have to hit that kind of rock bottom in order to see how much help they need. Um, I always make this joke about like, you date a certain amount of people and then you realize like, they're not the problem. Like I dated like four or five guys and it kept ending in the exact same way. And I was like, hmm, what is the common thread here? And then I was like, oh, ah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I think... I could talk on and on about personality disorders. I've been doing a lot of reading out of this textbook that I bought about personality disorders, specifically in the B cluster, which is like borderline and antisocial and narcissism and uh, histrionic. And I just think it's so interesting because I work at a suicide hotline. I don't know if you knew that. And we get a lot of colors with personality disorders. And it can be... A lot to handle sometimes because these are very emotionally raw people very vulnerable people but it's the most rewarding work because in those moments i kind of realize like damn i feel as low as this person that i'm helping sometimes and i get to lift them up like that feels really good it's like using your pain and making it your purpose do you feel like you have
1: a story about how you turned your pain to purpose Totally. Um, And I love that you do that. That's honestly so beautiful. Um, Thank you. I love it so
0: much. It's it makes my whole life. I it was supposed to be a short term thing, but now I'm kind
1: of falling in love with it. So we'll see. I love that. Honestly, sometimes we're just like magically led to where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing, even if we didn't think that that's what we were supposed to be doing. So I love that. The universe Um, love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I definitely feel that way. I feel like there's moments um, where I think about my past and moments where I'm like really triggered and feeling um, a lot of pain from it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, why did I have to go through that? That was so unfair. Um, But then I just have to remind myself, like, I literally would not be me and I would not be doing what I'm doing. And I would not be able to help other people go through these certain things if I didn't go through them myself. So I definitely feel like as cheesy as this sounds, like everything really does happen for a reason, for sure.
0: I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And I think it's so funny that you live in Austin, Texas, because ironically, I almost moved there a year ago. (laughs) My very best friend in the whole world lives in Round Rock. And I was like, Oh, I'm totally gonna come down and do the Austin life. I ended up going to Cali instead. But like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to live in Austin in the next few
1: years, at least for a little while, because I have so much love for your city. Uh, I love Austin. I honestly I don't know if I'm going to be here long term. Like I don't know if I could see myself raising a family here in the future Um, just because I'm from California and I'm such a beach girl. So I feel like I just need the beach next to me wherever that is. Um, but for now I, I love Austin so much. It's such an amazing place. (laughs) Amazing. So
0: before we wrap up, I was curious, are you down for some rapid fire really quick? Yes,
1: I would love that. I love rapid fire. Okay. So what is your favorite book? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I have a couple, one that has to do with, um, eating disorders and healing your relationship with food is called. Woman, Food, and God by Janine Roth. I feel like that's a must for anyone struggling with an unhealthy relationship with food and their body. Um, That's a must. Um, I am just loving, this is so like basic, I feel like, but I'm loving Colleen Hoover books right now. Like all of them. (laughs) Um, As soon as I finish reading one, I immediately go on Amazon and order another one so I don't know I feel like I've been like for so many years I was only reading personal development books and now I'm the opposite I'm like I just want to read for fun because my job is in personal development and I just need something to help me unwind and yeah, so
0: girl I totally hear you I'm that way right now with jin Sincero books I've read like four this month I'm like oh my gosh but I'm in the self-development hole right now I can't get out <laughs> <laughs>
1: I feel like we all go through those
0: phases (laughs) and I only started my spiritual journey like like eight months ago. So like, I am really a baby in the big picture, like big scheme. (laughs) So Second rapid fire. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? And what would you be doing?
1: Hmm. Um, I feel like I'd be doing what I'm doing now, which is so cool to say. Um, But where would I be living? I would either be living in Paris. Paris is like my favorite place in the world or Hawaii. Hawaii would be heaven.
0: I would just love to be laying on those beaches with the cool mountains. And I didn't know that Hawaii had so much cool topography until my friend went and started posting all these Snapchats. I was like, whoa, I thought Hawaii was just like a flat island. No. No. Hawaii
1: is unreal I feel like the only problem with living there is that I would never want to work like I would have no motivation <laughs> to do anything
0: maybe this is like anxiety speaking but I would be worried about the island just being sucked underwater all the time that's all I've ever thought I see Hawaii on a map and I'm like oh my gosh a freaking
1: wave could knock that place over that's very true I didn't think of that till now so maybe Paris
0: <laughs> I hope I'm not scaring my Hawaii listeners. sorry guys <laughs> Before we go, quick funny story actually about Hawaii. My friend was living in Hawaii. She's from Hawaii, but she was living there at the time. Did you hear about when they accidentally sent off the um alert about a missile and there was no missile? No. There was literally a false alarm. Somebody accidentally sent out this blast to all of Hawaii that these missiles were coming and that it was not a drill. And so like everyone thought they were going to die. And like that is so scary. Yeah, That's look true. it up. I wonder if that person got fired. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cause there's like videos on TikToks of like people preparing for the end and like like yeah, literally some scary stuff. Okay. It was like just one day and I think they recalled it like 30 minutes later, but that would have been the longest 30 minutes of your life. That is so terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> A nice dark story to end our interview on. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. We've had this plan for so long and I'm so glad that today it got to come into
1: fruition. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy. It was so nice talking with you. Yes, it was so great. And where can my listeners find you? I am on all socials. So Instagram, TikTok, all of the places, Um, Rachel underscore Katz, K-A-T-Z underscore. And my website is thefullifebyrachel.com. And my podcast is The Full Life by Rachel, which Allison is going to be on too. So yes, we have swapped episodes. So I will leave
0: the links to all of her socials in the notes and I'll also leave the link to our episode together on her show so you guys can kind of check out our little collab all together Yay. <laughs> yes I'm so excited this has been so much fun thank you guys for listening if you like this episode please give it a share um, make sure that you are subscribed and Yeah, give us a rating or a review if you really resonated with this because the more people we can reach, the more hearts get to receive these awesome messages we are sharing. Thank you so much, you guys. Your support means the whole entire world to me and beyond. This has been so fun. This has been so real. This has been Wishing You Wellness.